Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, March 22nd, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Welcome in, as always, Jay Book. Uh, let's start with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he had a very impressive pro day on Wednesday. Um, I'm curious what you think is going to happen with Haskins. Do you think a team is going to trade up for him? Where do you think Haskins will go? I think Dwayne's going to go in the top 10 for sure. I know there's been a lot of uh, talk about him in the New York Giants. There was a report coming out that Uh, The Giants weren't interested in him, and there was a huge uproar, especially from the New York media, listening uh, to some of their local broadcasts. And I I think there's just kind of a a smokescreen that they're trying to deflect and not really show their hand. Uh, The New York Giants showed up to Ohio State Pro Day to to get their uh, research and do their due diligence. And I I read that they had met with him two separate times, had dinner with him, and then met with him and his family on on another occasion. And the Giants essentially sent their entire uh, ownership and and all the white shirts in the front office to meet with him. So to me, I, I don't buy stock into the Giants not being interested in him. I think they absolutely need a quarterback. There is no way you can go into next season uh, without a contingency plan with uh, uh, Eli Manning, who's hanging on by a thread. He's barely a serviceable, servicing uh, NFL quarterback. So I I can see the Giants making a play at six. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins are in the need of a quarterback. They don't have their future hair appearance, so they could – they could potentially move up. I would not be surprised if you see the Oakland Raiders trading down if somebody's looking to try to, do, uh, to try to grab uh, Dwayne Haskins, especially if Kyler Murray goes number one to the Arizona Cardinals. So overall, I don't see Haskins uh, sliding out of the top ten. I saw one mock draft that actually had your Cincinnati Bengals uh, taking Haskins at a number 11, him sliding down uh, to him. But I would be absolutely stunned if he fell that far to the Bengals and they didn't pull the trigger, but there is no way he gets out of the top 10. I can see the Giants taking them and I can see uh, either the Broncos or the Miami Dolphins trading up to try to go get them. Yeah, I still think the Giants are going to trade up for him. I, I know they're hoping he'll just fall to them at six, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think a team is going to trade up for Dwayne Haskins. So I'm sticking with the Giants as my prediction. Um, Looking at the linebackers, obviously they were a big point of contention last year, to say, to say the least. One guy that seems to be on the rise is Taraja Mitchell. I thought he played pretty well on special teams last year. Didn't play much on defense, being a true freshman. Uh, but he seems to be a guy that was on the rise. We got a chance to interview him yesterday, and you know, I was impressed with what he said. Seems like his teammates feel like he's a player on the rise. Just you know, What do you expect from Taraja Mitchell this year as a sophomore? As a sophomore, I think he's going to be uh, in the rotation future-wise. I think he has potential – uh, Ohio State captain written all over him. He comes in as a highly regarded blue chip All-American. He just carries himself as one of those alpha dogs. Uh, from what we've been told, he's kind of the so-called leader of the young group. So he he's a guy that Ohio State is really high on. I think he's absolutely going to see the field. He's a thumper. He's the type of Mike linebacker that 
Ohio State needs a guy that's going to arrive to the ball with bad intentions. He's going to set the tone for the defense. It's just going to be uh, learning the defense and learning the nuances and getting this technique cleaned up with uh, Al Washington. But I have very high hopes for him. Personally, I would not mind seeing him getting uh, first cracks at the linebacker position. Obviously, they're going to give it to the guys who played last year. And to me, those guys uh, did not play up to Ohio State Silver Bullet standards when it comes to the linebackers. And I think Taraja Mitchell can bring that element of toughness and nastiness that you want to see from your linebackers. I'm a huge proponent of playing talent first over seniority. You see that you see it at Alabama. You see it at Clemson. Uh, Ohio State uh, has kind of got themselves away from that, where they've kind of given the nod to the more experienced veteran guy. But with, under the new uh, Ryan Day regime and Al Washington, I think Taraji Mitchell at minimum will be in the rotation in the mix, getting uh, a lot of reps this year. But I really, really would like to see him uh, grab that starting position because I think he can set the tone and the tempo for that defense that they're looking for. Schematically, I find this pretty interesting. They're going to use two middle linebackers on the field together, but that's not going to be all the time. They're going to mix things up, and I really like that. They're not just set on one particular scheme. They're going to mix things up, sometimes have the traditional three linebackers out there, two outside backers and a middle backer. Sometimes it's going to be more like two traditional backers will be out there. And then you'll have Brendan White coming down as kind of the third linebacker. Um, you know, sometimes I'll have the two middle linebackers out there. Just what do you make of that being a former defensive player yourself? Do you like this, uh, how the most are mixing things up with the linebackers? I, I really like it because it shows a, uh, a level of flexibility when it comes to the defense. They're not set at one particular look. Uh, what you're essentially going to have is three different potential looks when it comes to the actual linebackers. As you mentioned, you'll have your uh, traditional linebacker with your Mike and your Sam and your wheels. And then you'll have uh, your hybrid linebacker coming down in the box to help out and passing down situation with Brendan White. And then you'll have a guy come off the field. And then I, I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out is Greg Madison and Al Washington. They will have two Mike's on the field at the same time. I could see that in uh, potential uh, sledgehammer games against a Wisconsin or a Michigan State where they're going to line up and they're going to run at you. Uh, in those type of football games, they, you could see a lot of uh, two-mic linebacker looks on the field. But I really like it because it gives Ohio State the flexibility and it makes offenses prepare for what uh, Ohio State's going to do because you could see uh, a variety of looks throughout the entire football game, especially uh, if Ohio State is getting teams from third and long situations where it's, they have so many guys that can actually run and get to the football at the linebacker spot, it's going to allow them to do a, a variety of looks against opposing uh, offenses. Let's pivot to March Madness, the story in sports right now. Um, and it's always tons more fun when your team's in it. It just wouldn't be as fun if Ohio State wasn't in it. And the Buckeyes are in it. They will play Iowa State tonight. Around 9.50 p.m. Eastern time, late start for the Buckeyes, Iowa State tonight in Tulsa. Game will be televised by TBS. Iowa State J-Book is favored by five and a half points. Uh, what do you expect out of the Buckeyes tonight? I think Ohio State's going to absolutely give their best effort. Uh, the thing that really concerns me about this game is I don't know if Ohio State has the shooters uh, to keep up with, uh, with Iowa State. Uh, as you saw, Ohio Iowa State came out, won the Big 12, and the thing is about that team is they are a very streaky shooting 
uh, basketball team. They can be got now, but if they catch fire and they start draining them from deep, then Ohio State could be in trouble because they're going to they're going to run with tempo. They're going to pick the pace up and they're going to try to bury the three ball. Uh, Ohio State absolutely has to get the ball down low to their big man. Uh, and the thing is, Ohio State, they're going to have to give their best effort here. Obviously, the line is moving here. Five points, give or take on the college basketball day can can be had. Uh, so it's just going to be Ohio State playing discipline, playing Chris. They can't go uh, hero ball. You see a lot of times where Ohio State will go hero ball where they just kind of get out of sync in their offense, where guys just start having one-on-one looks and they stop running their offense. If that happens against Iowa State, they can be shot out of the gym because Ohio, Iowa State can't shoot the basketball that well. I'm looking forward to the game. Anything can happen. March Madness. You're seeing teams getting pushed to the brink already. Michigan State had a scare early on. Auburn almost blew it, and they were a six-and-a-half point favorite. Maryland got pushed to the brink there uh, against Belmont. So you never know. Um, right now, it, it's just going to be who can shoot the basketball the best. And, and if Ohio State can play their game, they should be in it come late in the fourth quarter, and that's all you can ask for. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker on this condensed version of the Bucknuts Morning 5. Thank you very much, Jay Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Bye.